Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Your wages are being garnished. We can stop that now. It's hard enough to pay your bills when things are good, let alone when a big chunk of your take-home pay is gone before you even get your check. I'm bankruptcy attorney Travis Gagné, and I can stop the garnishment and get the creditors off your back immediately, often the same day as our consultation. Both Chapter 7 and 13 provide bankruptcy relief, but choosing the right chapter is crucial. In a free consultation, we can create a plan to get your finances back under your control. The chapter you choose sets the tone for the next chapter of your life. Please contact me today at ChooseTheRightChapter.com. That's ChooseTheRightChapter.com. 99.9 KISW, The Rock of Seattle. It is my last show on KISW. Um, and you were promised that we would tell you more about why... Unfortunately, I don't know who wrote that promo that said I could give you the what, the how, the why, the when, you know, the, the future. The, yeah, um, I'll just but you know how it goes. Look, uh, companies and employees will part ways. And when that happens, usually the company, as you know, when we've had that happen on this show before, uh, we're not allowed to say anything. It's a weird position for me to be in to go, hey, I can't tell you about this employee that's leaving the company because they don't want me to because I am the employee leaving the company. Right. But I still am employed by this company. So it was, it's a weird weird sort of thing so it's pretty unheard of in radio especially yeah so i'm very grateful uh that i'm allowed to do this last show and say goodbye to everybody it's not a joke it's not a bit this is my last show on kisw for the foreseeable future and look i mean you know how old i am so probably forever uh but i um hey look if mark tom and travis could get back together so could you and ksw it's a very good point you never know what could you never know what could happen, um, but yeah. So today is my last show. Can't tell you why, but it's obviously. Look, you know, uh, obviously the company and me, uh, we decided this is how it's going to go. Uh, who made that decision? How that happened? What went on? Yeah, that I can't talk about, but that that's really what it is. What's the future? I don't know, but I do know this: I'm not retiring because, well, I'm also going through a divorce and I need money. <laughs> so I mean, the bottom line. So can't get much more honest than that. Yeah. So uh, that's really that's all I can say right now. Um, and uh, you know, you might be walking through a Safeway someday, and uh, you know, my supermarket passed. You might see me going, dude. Seriously, you should get that syrup. You know, that could be me. 
So you, you never, you never I see know. you more in the flower section. Oh, yeah, really? Putting together uh, the bouquets. I used to work for the Hare Krishnas making flowers. So, yeah, you're right. I have the skill set for that. Duh. Yeah. All right. So I hear we have a special guest, right, Steve? Yes, we do. Someone from your past. Someone oh. from way back in the day, BJ. Well, let's see if I have his, if I still have his. You have to. In the box. Yeah. Why am I introducing him when you just have, you have your box? Oh, I do. I just got to make sure that I don't have that word in there. It's bleeped. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, here we go. It's been a long time. Ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls, and if you have never listened to me on The Buzz, you don't know who this guy is. And if you've been with me that entire time, well... Brad, the producer from hell. What a... There he is, everybody. Even Brad. If you haven't heard him, you always bring him up throughout the years. Yes. Oh, yeah. Bradley! 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 Yeah. Bradley! Uh, the first person I ever worked with here when I got to Seattle, uh, the producer they assigned me, I want to say that because I never picked him. And let me tell you, Brad never picked me either. And uh, wow, what a relationship. Brad! Is he there? Oh, well, there you go. Just like Brad, he's not there. Maybe right. you put him to sleep. Yeah. This is great. All right, while we're waiting for him. Oh, my God. There he is. DJ. Uh, you're right. I never did pick you, right? I used to listen to your show before I was your producer, and I hated you. Oh, my God. Every second of your show was just just unlistenable until I got with you and then everything got done. Brad, I, I want to I, you know, I want to tell the origin story because really the most successful time of my career started when I came to Seattle. I had no idea what would happen for me coming here. I was I was I, I couldn't get a job in Rochester, New York. I was like, oh, my God, where's my career going to go? Bob Rivers was kind enough to get me an interview and an audition on The Buzz. I had no idea at that time. As I told my family, I go, we're going to move to Seattle. And my kids were so disappointed because they love Rochester. They were in a great school district. They had great friends. And I said, all right, well, you know, I, I want to go learn something new. And this is talk radio. I've never done it before. I had no idea that this would be the best decision I'd ever made in my career. But what happened? And this is the origin story. I get to uh, I get to this company. Uh, we're in the same building as the news radio station. They hate us. They hate everything about us. And the people at the news radio station were in charge of assigning at a talk show. They assign you a producer. They assign you somebody to run the board like Danny does for us. You have no choice in that. Well, there's an A team, a B team, a C team, and then the Brad team. And so, so Come they give on, they give. They give me Brad, a disgruntled former Kiss boy. He was a stunt guy for, you know, Chris Kiss and Dana the station, in the morning. Not just someone who goes around Kiss boy. Yeah, and, and he was known as Kiss boy working for Chris and Dana okay. back in the day, yeah. And Top Shelf, who basically is an alcoholic but functioning alcoholic because he can run the board. These they, So they're not the best. They give me the two worst people at the station because they don't care about the buzz. They don't care about me. I used to fight with the guy who was in charge of organizing going, can I have better people? He goes, no, you're not going to get the A-level people. I mean, they were very arrogant over there at, at, you know, at the news station. So I was like, okay, if you're going to be that way to me, I'm, I'm going to hate you guys forever. Was that the building right across the street from the, the Mexican food oh, restaurant? Oh, that was the best part of that building. That was pretty cool. Love the Azteca. So what happened? happens on my first day and brad will testify to this my first day i go in i want to do a good job i have to i have i got a family to feed i've just moved to seattle this is not a cheap place to live so i go on the air i'm ready to do talk show i got my topics ready to go and 
I am going blah, 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 blah. Nobody's calling. Instead, on the call screen, I see Z's. And Brad's like, you are the worst. Like, Brad, literally, we have not met each other. And Brad is calling me out. You suck at this job. You suck. You're the worst at this job. And I'm like, we're fighting off air. I'm like, dude, just put callers through. And Brad's like, nobody wants to talk to you. Your subjects are boring. I'm not going to subject people to that. It's this sucks. He goes, really? You've got maybe three or four days in this business. Top shelf, laughing his ass off as we're both fighting. And I'm going, what an a-hole this guy is behind the... He's laughing. I'm the host of the show. (laughs) So it was a miserable first day. I went home and I told my wife. I was like in tears going, I can't believe I moved us all out here. This company is horrible. And these people they gave me are horrible. And I'm telling her the whole story about how the day went. And I think, you know, if you're... You know sometimes when you tell your spouse you have the worst day ever and your spouse doesn't react the way they're supposed to because my wife burst out laughing. And even though Kathy and I are getting a divorce, because of what she did that day changed my career forever because she said she laughed and she couldn't stop laughing. And I was so angry. I'm going, God dang, I can't believe you're laughing. This is our life. And she goes, honey, honey, I am so sorry. I'm not laughing at you. She's, I'm just laughing at the stupidity the of the situation. Of yeah. She said, it's like a sitcom. You couldn't plan this out of how horribly funny this is. And then when she said that, a light bulb went off in my head. And I was like, oh, wow. I wonder if anybody else would think this is funny. So I went in the next day. And Brad, you remember I came into you in Top Shelf, and you, Brad was standing there like, I know he hates me for this, but you know what? Guns are blazing. Guns are, and I sat them both down, and Brad, I don't know, this is what I remember, you might remember differently, but I said, hey, you know everything you did yesterday? And you're like, and Brad's yep. like, yeah. I go, do it again, but this time, do it on air. I want you to come on a little microphone, say you think I suck, and I said, Toppy, we're going to put your microphone on, because you'll be the laughing idiot, but, and let's see how that goes. And... The show was born. And, and it was funny because Brad looked at me, we talked, and he goes, wait, I, I, you really want me to be mean to you and want to do that stuff? And Brad, I remember the look in your eye. You smiled and you were like, you know, this could be a really great idea. Best day ever. <laughs> <laughs> and from that moment forward, Brad and I, I mean, we had so much fun doing this show of him being a complete jackass, me being way too serious as a guy who's like, who cares what I have to say? Toppy just laughing and drinking and being an idiot. And Brad, I mean, working with you, it it changed my entire life and my career. I wouldn't have what I have right now, uh, which, by the way, uh, I'm I'm, I'm basically not having a job anymore. So, yeah, I'm blaming you for this. Uh, But everything I had was because of what we created at The Buzz all those years ago. And, brother, a lot of love to you, man. Yeah, right back at you, BJ. You know, I, I don't know if everybody's aware, but BJ and I have stayed pretty close friends throughout this this whole thing, you know, for the last 20 years, ever ever since they kicked me out of the building. Um, you know, you've been a great mentor to me, and uh, yeah, I just thank you so much for that. But I got to say, I know the rest of the story. Can I tell everybody what's going on? Come uh, on. Let, uh, me, let uh, me Come on, let me drop the bomb. No, you really can't. <laughs> Uh, Only because I don't know what story you're going to tell, but it's probably disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not disgusting at all. Well, actually, I do have a story I can tell about you. Okay, go right ahead. Well, I'm sure your entire morning show team knows how bad your digestive issues are, right? You know what? I mean, uh, you know what's funny is I don't. I gotten better. I don't think they know like you know because I really did have bad digestive issues. But do tell. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. 
Well, he's got di- bad digestive issues anyway. So we find ourselves in New Orleans at morning show boot camp, right? And we're looking around that night. It's the first night. We're looking for a restaurant to eat at. We find this Italian place. There's a guy out in front, some grifter out oh, in front trying to, yeah. trying to usher everybody in. And there's a sign out in front that says, you know, you, back then you were a vegetarian. Yes. And I think it had been 30 years since you'd eaten meat, right? That's why I had digestive issues, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that place, because they had that sign out there, and the guy offered us, I, I don't know, I think it was like free beer, free Budweiser with, with the meal. We, you and Toppy and I said, all right, let's go. So we go in there. Of course, Toppy and I order you know, all kinds of things with meat in there, and DJ orders this vegetarian lasagna, and he's almost done with it. You know, We're in there for about two hours, and he's just at the very end of the meal, and he goes, Brad, t- taste this for me, would you? This is kind of... I'm not sure if this is meat or not. So he gave me a bite, and immediately I knew that that was beef in there. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> and I hadn't had meat for so long. So. For 30 years. Yeah. And so for the next three days, he's spraying the walls in our hotel room. <laughs> Just, I need to <laughs> You know, Brad. His no, son does that now, yeah, but for different yeah, reasons. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> you know what? I was going to criticize him, but you know what? You decided to go down that road too. You know what? Can I work with people that have cooth? Apple too far. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Brad, I want to. I want to right a wrong. You talked about how you got kicked out oh, of the yes. building. I am Brad. I'm doing this yeah. for you, brother. I am going to right a wrong and do something that you probably thought would never, ever happen. I am going to tell the story of your departure because what are they going to do? Get rid of me? Um, plus, plus everybody's, everybody's gone that were part of that decision anyway because the company finally woke up and realized they had the dumbest people working in management. But so... Here's what happened. Brad had a lot of stupid ideas, dumped for the pump, all these ridiculous ideas that were horrible. And Hey, I was drunk. I was drunk when I came up with that one, I just about to say. But Brad had an idea so bad that I can't even tell you the name of it. I can't. And I, even then, I was like, Brad, you, we can't use that name for a bit. And so you know what it is. Yeah, it, I do. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's basically a takeoff on the old Queer Eye, uh, you know, for the straight guy show. And um, so, Brad, and, and here's the thing with Brad. Brad is just like, my ideas are the best ideas. You're going to have to listen to him or you're a jerk. And so I thought, you know what? I need to find a bad guy. I, it can't be me because I got to work with this guy. He'll cry all day if I don't like his idea. So as a manager, I'm like, I know what I'll do. Our general manager at the time, who said no to everything we wanted, will obviously say no to this horrifically stupid idea. Instead, Brad, so I said, Brad, go talk to the boss. If the boss likes this idea, you're fine. Of course, I'm thinking, there's no way the boss is going to like this idea. It has a very bad word in it that nobody ever says. So I'm like, he will nix this. And instead, the boss gives Brad the A-OK. We start running promos. We start doing everything. And then the next thing you know, because it's a horrific idea, the, 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 you know, the whole company hears about this. And they are mad as all hell. And, of course, the company's like, who's responsible for this? And the coward of a general manager passes the buck. And basically, Brad 
gets fired because the coward of a general manager wouldn't come out and say he approved the idea. It, it, and Brad, in all these years, and, I, and this is why I'm so happy we're still friends, Brad, because Brad didn't know. He just maybe assumed, you know, sometimes you assume that when you get fired, it's like, oh, hey, I really wanted you fired, but I'm not right, going to admit right, that. Right. And You want a bad cop, and you're going to act like the good cop. And I walked in, and I saw Brad packing up his stuff, and we had a really successful show. We were killing it. And I'm like, what the hell? So I, I, I remember Brad's like, I'm out or whatever. I walked into that coward general manager's office and said, what is going on? He's like, blah, blah, blah. and I, I mean, it was a gigantic screaming match. I called him everything under the sun. And, 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 and I'm giving that story now, Brad, because you should never have been fired. You were an amazing employee. And that coward general manager, like so often in our business, we have the most horrible people working in management who make decisions. And then, you know, like three months later, you know what? They're out there selling frozen yogurt because they shouldn't have been in our business in the first place. And Brad, I wanted to write that wrong. You know, you did nothing wrong. You sh- the, the, the general manager effed you. You were a great talent, and I am so sorry because we had a great show uh, on the buzz. It was the greatest show we ever. It, it was the best show we had. We, I did my best to try to put on a good show, but no show on the buzz did we ever do was better than with you, me, and Top Shelf. And I wanted to give you finally that. I wanted people to know that it was BS and that thank, thank God that coward general manager is no longer in radio. It was just probably 35 years too late when they finally sent him packing. So uh, just wanted to do that well, for I, you, buddy. I really appreciate that, BJ. I, absolutely, man. But you, you and I both know that um, I have I've, I've grown since then and I, I do. Yeah, own, he's got like a real uh, job. A of- <laughs> Like he's like he's worked with like Bill Gates and people like it's like I'm like do they know who you are? It's amazing the people he's worked with. I was his trusted advisor for about uh, (laughs) five five years at the Gates Foundation. Yeah, by that he means that Bill said, "Would you please turn on the AV stuff?" And Brad said, "Sure, Mr. Gates." (laughs) I hope you weren't drinking and coming up with new games and ideas from Bill Gates. Hey, Bill, here's a great idea. Let's play dump for the Microsoft pump. I told him. I said, "Do not get on that Epstein plane." Don't. And he didn't listen. He still got on there. Brad, lots of love. Thank you for calling in and honoring me on this last day, dude. You, it was a pleasure working with you all those years, and my career wouldn't be what it is if uh, I didn't get to do that show with you and Top Shelf all those years ago with The Buzz, and it was some of the greatest radio I've done in my life, man. So lots of love to you, buddy. Yep, right back at you, man. Love you. There you go. Brad, the producer from hell, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. Bradley, Bradley, Bradley. I've never really wished for any human being to have anything bad happen to them, but that general manager, man, if oh, I ever that's, read... that had to be infuriating. If, yeah, if I ever read anything about that general manager, you know, no longer being on the planet, I am going to have a drink. And, I've and, had and those I'm going to have a drink. Where you're looking at someone, you know that they... You're just like, are you not going to say something? Are you not going to say that you were inc- you were okay with this? Like, they just act like as if, oh, no, this is news to me as well. What a coward. Yeah. And, and the sad thing is, that general manager really didn't need the money. Like, it's like some people you go, okay, they need their job. They really have to, you know, I get right. it. Some people, you know, you, it's, it's hard to argue with somebody when their life, you know, their life and their, their family and they got to support. But this dude, no, he didn't need any of that. I mean, I, his situation was really sweet and comfy and nice. That's why I was like, you are an effing coward and you're the worst at your job. And of course, I would be screaming and yelling in the halls. That's what we did. You know, when Hair Club got here, yep. I was screaming and yelling in the halls because those were the moments we had. I was like, I hate this place so much because of the cowards that are in charge and finally dave was I like, feel like people who sang cubicles could write just a book about that experience. oh yeah like dude. things that they overheard as you were yelling in the halls that's why hair club is really 
he he should get so much love before because he's used to working with crazy people, mm -hmm. but he understands because he was like he immediately was like, oh yeah, you worked. He, he, like I told him who that person was. I mean, that's why I love Dave. Dave goes, oh yeah, that guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like because it, Dave just didn't pull any punches. He goes, yeah, that I don't know why that guy's still here. Thank God he's not in charge of me. He goes, I, when I took the job here, I said I said to the company. Dave goes, I said to the company, I don't answer to that guy because that guy sucks. And I'm like, you know what, Dave? I think I'm gonna like you a whole lot. <laughs> All right, yeah, it is my last day uh, on the show, and um, all morning long we're going to be chatting with some special people in my life. I really, I know you folks online are waiting. We'll try to we'll get try to, to get to you phone callers because please Steve understand is, he's jammed us up with great guests, and of course you know me, I like to tell stories, and so we have a and, very very special guest up next. Oh, I'm very excited about this because this I think is a special. Because I is this a, is this a surprise? No, no. It's oh, the I guy know. Who, I mean, maybe you. No, no. Oh, there he is. Well, I don't oh, know. he wasn't he on the. He, we're still waiting for him to call. Oh, he's not there. No. It's so funny. He's texting us saying when should I call, and we're telling him call now, and he hasn't called. Did you give him the right number? Yeah. I'm not sure what that. Well, somebody will be on. <laughs> Or well, we'll we take calls. Rather, we, we take a couple calls. We still got a couple minutes. Oh, let's do that. And then. I want to take a couple. Yeah. All right, let's do that. Uh, I'm trying to, you know, the, you know, hey, hey, Joey D's, you have numbers over here, but it would be a good idea if like you just put everybody one, two, three, four, five, like because I, I'm trying to find what the next number is, but since there's no one, I don't know what just number. Pick a random one. A well, random. Just, just, well, Joey D's has got a guy. Screw all right, Joey all right. and his plans. All right, Casey and KC probably listening on the uh, Odyssey app. A U D A C Y. Casey, you're on the rock. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Hey, buddy. Oh, okay. Is this Casey Dennis? Yes, sir. Ah, one of the old-time listeners old from the school. Buzz days. Yeah. Well, Casey, I, so you got to hear the real story behind Brad. I'm, I'm so happy to be able to share that story all these years later. Uh, what's up, buddy? <laughs> Not too much. I just want to call and tell you that uh, a big part of my day and morning is gone now because I usually download your show before I go and go into the power plant and work and and uh, it feels like a bit of me is missing because you've got me through some really dark, dark times. Yeah, man, you have been a longtime supporter of this show back when I was, you know, had, back when I had a hiatus because when I first started working with this company, of course, there were going to be problems. So I had to take eight months off and, and negotiate with the company to get my job back. And um, Casey, you guys, guys like you and all the folks that helped out, you were there from the beginning. Um, I, uh, you know, I'll tell you this. I, I, it's always tough. Change is tough. Obviously, this is your routine, you know, but I will say this, um, you know, what happens on KISW is probably going to be a really cool thing because that's what, uh, and, and thanks for the call, bro. I, I really appreciate it. What happens next? Look, KISW has a history of great, great radio on this station. So, I mean, really, the track record is insane. So what happens next for KISW? You know, you just you can just count on the track record and go. It's it's probably going to be pretty pretty awesome. What happens for me next? Well, yeah, like I said, I'm getting divorced, so I have to work somewhere. I don't know where, but I do. Plus, I really love radio, and this isn't digging ditches. I can do this for a long time. Absolutely. The, you know, it really isn't that hard of a job as far as on my body or physically. I mean, you know, it's just like I walk in and talk like an idiot on a microphone, and sometimes I even make it on time. You know, well, I mean, it's a big sometimes. Sometimes, you know. I mean, all right, um, all right. So do. Do we have our special guest? No. Is he on the hold? Yeah. All right. So I mean, we could be quick. Yeah. yeah. I mean, unfortunately, we don't have a ton of time, but, you know, we can make all it right. happen. All right. Uh, all right. It's all a right. man that we became friends with over the years at our radio conventions, and he always brings up great times and great stories, and he wanted to join us to say some love and show some love to you, BJ. Please welcome to the show, the man, Griff. Griff!
BJ is your favorite black person on the whole planet. <laughs> you know what? You're absolutely right, Griff. You really are. I really uh, am. You really, really, you really, really are. And um, I know you want to say nice things about me. A lot of people don't know Griff. I have to tell you something. There are people that change your lives. And first off, I'm going to say this, Griff. Griff, I'm going to say this because I want to be an ally. I will tell you this. Griff is living proof that if everybody had the same opportunities in this world, I'm a white dude. I get to walk through every door. There's, there's no door that's closed to me. Griff is so talented. I had a real wake-up call when I met Griff. I realized, you know what? I am nowhere near any like the best talent in this business because Griff, you are one of the smartest people I've met. You are so friggin' wow. talented. Funniest. You have such a big heart. Yep. And honestly, Griff, I'm just going to say that if you weren't a black dude, if our places were switched, uh, no doubt about it, you would be basically where I am. And I'd be calling in going, hey, you know what there, Griff? I'm your favorite black man. So good to call you. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) Freaky Friday. That's what it would have been. Let's do it. Uh, Griff gave me business books. He gave me so much advice and philosophy. One of the deepest, kindest, smartest men. And yet... When you see him perform, the guy is just a living bundle of talent. That's so quick, so amazing. Stand-up comic, does a radio show. I mean, honestly, Griff, you should be known all over the world because of how talented and good you are. But that, that's what I have to say about you. I have so much love for you, man. I heard I really no lies remember. right there. No. Funniest guy I ever met. Oh, yeah. That, that, that totally means a lot to me, man. And I only call, and for the people that are saying, well, where can we? I'm at $2 trillion on everything. The there we go. Two, and the word trillion. Two trillion. BJ, Do it. BJ, you, have, you don't even know the influence you had on my life, man. When I was going to those radio camps and those morning show boot camps, I was always, I didn't even have a job. I was just going because I figured I'm a comedian. I can meet more radio people when I'm doing like, and, and the books you gave me, you gave me a book called The Ways of the Superior Man. Right? Yes, yes. Yep. L- l- let me tell you something. And the book you gave me had a CD in it. Like I was a whole kid. It was like having <laughs> green eggs and ham with the, with the reader at the end. It, it, it blessed me. It changed me. It made me more mature. And dog, I just want to say, man, you are going to be missed. You, I'm sure people have been calling all day saying, man, it was one time in September of 2003. You, it's because when you are more than an influencer, that word just got trendy in the last couple years. You have been changing people's lives through this medium of radio for a very long time. And big homie, I'm a disciple too. Oh, man. And, you know, it's so funny. I forgot I gave you that book because, Griff, you gave me the book, What Got You Here Won't Get You There, an amazing yeah. business book that has you blow up your whole life, it, even though you're at a, a level of success. And I remember I was like, oh, my God, this book is telling me to stop doing everything that I'm doing. How the hell will I be successful? And I read the yeah. book, do the book, put it into practice, and, I'm, and that book changed my life, Griff. So you and I have really been – and you know what, dude? We have a, BJ we have a, and Chris Book Club. That's dude, the new show. He, Griff <laughs> – Griff is one of those people that you don't have to see for years, yeah. and as soon as you talk to talk to him, pick up the phone, see him, it's like you pick up where you left off. One of the most precious humans in my life, man, really. BJ, I don't, I can't take all this, homie. That's that's too much. It's, it's your <laughs> show, dog. I call to give you the same love, man. I, I know you got a million people calling, yeah. a lot of guests. 
Thank but you, I Griff. I just wanted to call and tell you I love you, man. You really made an impact on my life, and, and if you didn't, I wouldn't even call. Steve, Danny, y'all are awesome. We love you, man. Uh, Griff, we love you, and uh, there we go. We don't have time. Yeah. We, we can't share the we can't share the story at the time that Griff saved our lives in Dude, Denver. It's so true. Griff, I think we should tell that story. We have to. Can I can we? do a bridge. I don't even yeah. know if Griff realized Griff, how he I, saved our lives. You, we're no, this, is, this isn't hyperbole. You saved our lives, Griff, because we are two lame white guys having no idea that we were walking in to our deaths. And thank God you were with us. And Steve, tell him. If it's just remind do you remember Griff, that, Griff? No, what happened? Do you remember, we were at a radio convention and we're wasted and we're walking to some club and we're walking like not. It's like a an area that's it's not the best area in Denver. And these random dudes came up and we're with you and your friends and oh, I remember, dog, I remember. And the it's one guy. And, and yes. yes, and yes. and it was like all of a sudden I don't even know how it happened because I was so wasted, but it went from I thought a friendly what's up to like some serious jaw jacking going on. And I remember seeing one of the guys in the other group had a gun in his back, and then all of a sudden like your buddy was talking some stuff to him back and forth, and then you just swooped in. I don't even think you know you know you realize if there was a gun in the guy's back like area, but you just started making everybody laugh, including those guys. And all of a sudden I was like, we're about to die, we're about to die. Oh my God, Griff just saved our lives. It's so true. Yo, I yeah. just, dog, let me tell you something, man. Well, first of all, you're welcome, man. I'm going to need $100 for both y'all. Well, I think the statute of limitations is gone now. I'll send you a book. There we go. But wait a minute. Here's what y'all, you remember that we got a limo and we all went to go uh, piss at Denver, the Denver Broncos Stadium. That's what started. Yes. Yes. That's right. Remember? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we were going to urinate on the stadium. Because, of course, Griff. <laughs> Griff, unfortunately, Griff made the one the the real one bad choice Griff made in his life was becoming a Raiders fan. But otherwise, you know. I was all in. I'm like, let's pee on the stadium. Yeah, we was here for it. Hey, I love you guys, man. I can't wait to tell my wife that story. I'm out here saving uh, white folks. You uh, did. You did. Oh, uh, so true. You did. You saved two white. You saved you two. You saved two white boys that shouldn't have been in the hood. You really, really did. And I think soon after that, you looked at me and we're just BSing. You're like, you're like, yo, I like Marcy Playground. You like Marcy Playground? I'm like, of course I do. And then we just started talking about Marcy Playground for the rest of the time. That is uh, Griff, I, I mean, I, there's not enough words to tell you how much I love you. Thank you for calling in on my last day. It means so much, man. Man, I'll see you soon, my guy. I love you, dog. Oh, I love you, too. We got, we got, got to, Griff's got to get back to boot camp. He's got to yes. get back to that convention. It's not the same without him. He's just amazing. I mean, all these stadiums are staying dry without him. Dude, that was so funny. I forgot he about is, that part. Now so, I remember why we ended up in that weird area. Dude, such a diehard Raiders fan. He goes, I want to go to Bronco Stadium and, and take a leak on the wall. And he was serious. I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm a big fan of a lot of sports. But, you know, I think I'm not going to go travel to the stadium and take a leak. I think I'm going to just go maybe, you know. And I remember looking at him going, I am so in for this. Yeah, you were. And I'm like, don't, 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 don't encourage him. <laughs> don't encourage him to go take a pee on anybody's building. Don't do this. Oh, great, great guy. And an guy. amazing radio talent. Oh, my gosh. If you ever get a chance to hear Griff or see one of his comedy shows, I, I, I can't tell you how talented he is. In our, in our business, he should be the king of our business. Mm -hmm. All right, today is the last show, my last show, I should say, at KISW. All morning long, we're going to be chatting with some special people in my life. Um, I, I hopefully will keep a dry eye with this because he's the man that gave me my start back in Rochester, New York. Single-handedly, I think, probably the most influential person in this industry as I had no idea what great radio was. I thought I did until I got to work with this man. Brother Weeze joins us at 722 on The Rock. <laughs>
BJ and Mix mornings on the Rock ninety nine point nine KISW. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the twelve precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. KISW, The Rock of Seattle. It is uh, my last show today on KISW. It's not a joke. It's not a bit. Uh, We know you were promised information. I'll just quickly tell you that the company and I are parting ways. And you know how companies are. They don't want you to give details for anything. And so that's pretty much it. I don't know the future. Hopefully I will have one. Uh, As you know, I'm getting divorced. So I need a job. That's for sure. Um, and the future for this fine radio station, you just know the history of KISW. They always have amazing morning shows. It's one of the great things about the over 50 years of this radio station's existence. So, you know, uh, I what I hope is, is that things go well for this station as well as for me in my life. Because this station is has been an amazing accomplishment on, in my career. I, it's been, I've been so happy and proud to work here. And uh, we were about to have Brother Weeze on the show, but he's, he's running a couple minutes behind. So he was hoping okay. we could uh, chat with maybe one of our fine rockaholics for a couple yeah, minutes. And let's then we'll get it. Brother Weeze on right after that. All right, let's go to Jay. Jay and Lake Stevens, you are on the rock. Hey, BJ, how are you doing? Uh, well, Jay, it's a bittersweet day. How's Sarah doing? Is she crying yet? Uh, yeah, big thumbs up. Yep. Oh yeah, I, know. I lost so, the bet. Um, yeah, sorry about that, buddy. I used to, you know, I used to work for the Fit Show down the hall from you. Oh really? Oh, Bill, yeah. is this Big J? That's Jay Bird. Yeah. yeah. What's up, buddy? Yeah, yeah. Hey man, I want to thank you just for just giving me a couple minutes of your time. Anytime I, we would just talk. You know what I mean? But also, like, I want to thank you for just like treating <laughs> your people like awesomely because well, not everything I've we heard. Treat Danny really well. No, yeah. well, Danny, that's another story. But yeah. anytime I talk with Steve or anybody, Rev, anybody from the past, you know, caught up and everything, they just said nothing but like really good things to say about you and how stand up of the guy you are for them and just how good of a leader you are to wow. that show. And you know what? That speaks volumes and it's really going to suck that that company's going to be gone without you. You know what I mean? Uh, and so, Jay, thank you so much for those kind words, man. I appreciate that. That's awesome. Love your brother. Yeah, thank love you. Your um, you know, I was, uh, I, I, I got to give here club credit. Well, actually, I, you know what? I know he's going to be calling in, so I'll wait. 
Yeah, yeah, I'll wait because I mean the idea that people might think I'm a good leader is amazing to me because I never ever really was, and I have to credit the people who basically challenged me, helped me, nurtured me, molded me into being at least better at that. Uh, and Hair Club's definitely a guy that was the one that helped with that. Let's go to Matt and Puyallup. Matt, you are on the rock. BJJ. Who cares? We care today. Do you? Oh, really? Just for today. We're changing it? Yeah, just for today. Yeah, How come we, we didn't get Lou paid as a guest? The, the old Cairo talk show host who came up with that line. I have no idea where he yeah, is. I, no, I didn't <laughs> know why. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? That was a rhetorical question. We're okay. not getting Lou paid okay. on the show. Yeah. Uh, but if Lou called in, that would be hysterical. Wait, if, I, we'll have to find that, too, because uh, then you'll hear the history of why we have, you know, BJ Shea, who cares? Lou paid, who, by the way, is a friend, and I love Lou. He's, he's, a, he's a good dude. Matt, what you got for me, buddy? You know, in high school, it was Bob Rivers. Uh, then Howard Stern took over a couple of years, and then uh, you came on, and it was a bit uncertain, but you've carried the reins well, and it's it's going to be crappy to see you go, man. Matt, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, it's, the legacy of great talent here is is not lost on me, especially Bob Rivers. I mean, Bob, Spike, and Joe, my God, they own this town. Uh, and, you, you know, that's why when I first met Bob at a convention, I was nobody. I was a nobody. And Bob Rivers had already established himself as an amazing radio talent for his stunt that he did in Baltimore. And then, of course, he comes to Seattle and all the nude stock and just, I mean, just a dominant, dominant show. So here's this gigantic radio personality who comes up to me and says, hey, you want to hang out for a while? And I'm like, why do you even want to talk to me? But that's the great guy that Bob is. Bob's like... Well, you're, you know, he, he always loved talent and he wanted to get to know them. And uh, so to be able to work on the same station as Bob Rivers and, and, be, and, and basically have my name mentioned in the same name as him and Spike yeah. and Joe, unbelievable. Yeah. And right. we have our next guest ready to go. All, All right. right. Here we this go, guy, baby. The man, the myth, the reason why we have you, BJ. Well, he didn't really give birth to you, but still, yeah. he's a man who changed your world. And we love him for that. And please welcome to the show, Brother Weeze. What's happening, man? The, the, the way well, I don't know by the myth. What is the myth? <laughs> you know, I don't know either. To be honest with you, I was just stalling. Uh, Look at here. Today is BJ's last day at KISW in Seattle, Washington. Yeah, BJ, we are with bated breath. What's next, please? Uh, Weeze, I don't know if you know this, but uh, you've got a new intern coming, so uh, make some room for me, whether it be up, in, up, in, you know, up in up in Rochester or down in Miami. Make some room. It's time for you to finally get the intern you deserve. Oh God, what I wouldn't give, bro. What I wouldn't give to have BJ back in the joint. We could do Cletorus for. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that, that oh man that is so that is so awesome and, and doreen good to hear you sweetheart and wheeze i here's the thing i i i got a lot of love for you i've talked a, 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 about everybody about how you're the greatest in our business the greatest of all time and but you know what here's the thing you know you got stories about me that people would love to hear about just what the hell did they put on your show, the idiot geek moron that I was. And I think people would love to hear maybe the stories where you would just shake your head and go, why is this guy working with me? Uh, I know that Danny and Steve and, and, the, and the listeners here in Seattle, you know, they don't know me like that. They, they kind of know me as a little bit of a success story, but I was a mess when I came to you. <laughs> Well, I don't know what, what time you got, but when you, BJ was first hired out of Boston, Massachusetts, and he showed up at my studio, uh, he even dressed funny. Uh, <laughs> I think I would like to take some credit 
for turning him into a pretty hip guy. Uh, he would wear two T-shirts under another shirt. But let me tell my favorite story briefly. BJ, All right. Oh, go ahead. Mind. Go ahead, bro. Well, it's when you – who you open up for at the Eastman Theater? Oh, God, it was Bobby Vinton, that's, that, that singer. And it was that whole – it was a Catholic event at the Eastman Theater, a gigantic theater in Rochester, and Bobby Vinton, the the old timey singer like Perry Como, and you know, and, 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 you know Tony Bennett, that kind of guy, yeah. And they wanted a clean comedian to open up, so we put forth B.J. Shea because he was a stand up comic, and he got a new suit. Nice he got a new suit, <laughs> and he opens up, and I'm sitting with his wife halfway back. And all of a sudden, BJ, people are laughing. And BJ's fly is open, everybody. <laughs> his fly is open. Uh, you can see his underpants. Uh, and his fly is open. And, and his old lady uh, says to me, Wheeze, go up and tell him. <laughs> I says, I am not walking down the middle of the aisle. It's ABs. Your fly is open. I'm not going to do it. I said, why don't you do it? She didn't want to do it either. And the, my favorite part was when he was done with the set, uh, me and Kathy went backstage, of course, to see PJ. And we told him, and he said the greatest thing. He said, I wondered why they were laughing at the wrong time. <laughs> I was so weird. My jokes that were supposed to be funny were not landing, but then they're laughing at all like the setups. And it, and it was like, I'm killing it. I, it was, and it was, Steve, and I, it was a jet black suit, and I had the white tidy white. Of course whitey. you did. Of course you did. Oh, it was horrible. And I always had my hands in my pockets going, hey, everybody. But, Weez, here's what I want to say that you did, and this is why I have so much love for you, because you knew it was a devastating moment for me because I was just crushed. And, of course, the poor, like poor Nancy Calasarinos and our, and our old boss, Stan, they trusted me, and I really just made a farce out of everything. And, oh, my God, it was the worst. You immediately took me to the comedy club. And Elaine Boozler was performing. And you took me, and basically I felt horrible. And you just took me around and told the story. And then all of these great comics, including the great Elaine Boozler, then were laughing and telling me stories of all the crap that happened to them. And it made me feel so good, Bron. I have you that was so kind of you to do that. Oh God, it was good times, but you know, there's pictures of you. In our studio, BJ, with the Eagles, with Sam, there's a great one of you with Sam Kinison. Oh, yeah. Back when we, we were having all those times. With and, pointy boobies right at your face. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, who's going to argue with that, Doreen? I mean, you know, come on. It's, it's, part, it's perks of the, the perks of the job, the bagels and the boobies. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. BJ, were you with me when we tried to get bull laid I I yeah. think I think so. Uh, and, and Rich I the Bull Genser, who great great talent up in Buffalo, as a matter of fact, who used to be on so many great people on Weezer's show that went on to do great radio careers, including Opie being the highlight. But so many people have worked on your show, and like me, have gone on to do great things because we were fortunate enough to learn how to do radio with you. Hey, stop it, <laughs> stop it, bro! Because uh, it's different times now, as you know, and I'm not. I, I'm worried about my boy. You're great. I remember, remember that man cow mother hucker? Oh, <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> and that was hucker. I right, right. He yeah. did say hucker. With an H, we yeah. heard it. Yeah, man cow, who, you know, listen, whatever, whatever you think of him, he had, a, he had a great run in our business. 
Uh, yeah, he did, but he he made the mistake of putting you down once when we were at a convention. Yeah. Boot camp. And I, I told him a whole bunch of stuff because you were getting ready to go be on the air in San Francisco. Yeah. And I think he was, you know, and he was making jokes. And I go, kiss my ass. He's going <laughs> to kill you. <laughs> you know what? I appreciate the sentiment because that never happened. But you know what? I love that you had my back. <laughs> Well, I got to have your people's back. Yeah. Uh, we got to run, bro. I all right. You and we'll, t- we'll talk uh, off the air. Definitely. Weez, Doreen, I love you. And at some point, I'm going to have some free time on my hands. So I, I think I got to come for a visit. I really, really do. I really miss you guys. Oh, bro. You'll, we'll show you. T- Paul Castronovo will all go out. Oh, I love that idea. That is a great idea. All right, love you. Brother Wheeze, man, one of the greatest talents in business. Doreen, love you. Thank you so much for calling in, guys. It means and means a lot. I mean, honestly, I cannot tell you. He is, and it's one of those things where, you know, if you don't know, you don't live there. He's, he arguably is one of the greatest radio talents this industry has so ever funny. seen. He's so in the awesome. Hall of Fame, an amazing storyteller, a heart bigger than you can imagine. And he really... You know, man, he, I was a horrible, horrible geek that was an idiot. And Weeze was really cool. And he was just pulling me aside. He goes, bro, what am I going to do with you? He's wearing shirts on top of shirts. He's like, bro, it's almost embarrassing. I mean, I, the fact, I, I don't know if I could be seen with you. You know, <laughs> but I mean, he really did help me. And he really helped me. He took me to the store. He goes, you got a better gift. You got to figure out how to dress. You're an idiot. Uh, and he wouldn't even say to Kathy. But he's not to blame for those uh, Scarface Mafia shirts. Dude. He wore cool shirts like that, but arguably he went to better clothing stores than I did. <laughs> he he really he always God he, even to this day Weez looks good. Guy's just always been just an impeccable dresser and really really cool and a, a great great radio talent. And uh, you know guys like me and Opie from Opie and Anthony swear by Weez being like we wouldn't be anything if we didn't get to work with that guy. BJ, so. we have uh, you mentioned him earlier, but we have Sergeant Hair Club oh, on the phone. Oh, there he is, ladies and gentlemen. He's the, if anybody hates this show, which by the way, I've seen on social media some people not happy that my last day wasn't seventeen years ago. Oh, uh, gosh. This is the guy you could blame, Sergeant Hair Club. Well, it's been it's been like three years since I work day to day with you guys, so I hate the show less now. <laughs> there you go. Now that you don't have an office outside of our studio, I think you like this more. Yeah, now yeah, that, that you're not great. now that you're not directly responsible for this insanity, yeah, you have a little bit better of appreciation for us. Listening this morning is like uh, BJ Shea, this is your life. Yeah. And and, and it causes me because this like I remember almost every one of these people and details and things that went into this show and, and your radio history. And I look back and I think like you start thinking by the numbers, like all the lawsuits, <laughs> all the conflicts, oh, yeah. all the meetings, the misunderstandings, yep. all the screaming matches, all the producers, all the general managers, yes. all the former team members, mm. all the desserts you consumed, all the times that Ricker pissed you off. But more than anything else, I remember I got to look back and measure it by the total amount of hours of therapy that you've had over the years that we worked together. Yeah, literally, my therapist has a beach house in North Carolina, and I'm not kidding. He retired in North Carolina, and I do believe it's because of me. Calls it the beach. He calls it the BJ house. He does. Um, <laughs> his wife doesn't appreciate it. Oh, sorry. I, um, when I first got here to Seattle, like 23 years ago, it was. I came yeah. here to work at KISW. It was it was in shambles. Rivers had left, and we had to figure out what to do. Um, but there was this guy on our station, The Buzz, 
And I said, I think he's really good. And I got weird stares from everybody. Um, we continued working on KISW. All of a sudden, I, somebody gifted me the buzz. And now I get to manage the buzz. And you had Brad on a few minutes ago. I remember that screaming in the hallway the yeah. day that he got bounced. Yeah. It, it, it's so funny. I, like, I'm sitting here listening. My wife says, I never heard of Brad. I said, I remember the day that happened and what was going on. And that was the day I said, well, I like him a lot. I like BJ a lot. I'm so happy I don't have to work with him. But I really <laughs> like him because of the Brad incident. And then you're talking about it on the air. That was one, I mean, that was a moment I'll never forget. But um, then all of a sudden we find out that Howard Stern is going to leave terrestrial radio. And like it, it was obvious. Let's let's put this crazy show that was in middays on the buzz um, in morning drive. And, you know, from that point on, you guys have dominated the city of Seattle. So um, I'm I'm proud of you. I'm proud of everybody who you work with to put up with you. But I'm proud yeah, of you. You're right about that. You are so um, so right. You know, uh, uh, Hair Club, I want I I'm going to go. I'm going to burst the fourth wall. As you know, it's my last day. What's going to happen? Um, right. But first off, number one. Uh, you're the one that inspired me to be a leader. I'll never forget the conversation you had with me when I got, when I got the morning show. You you sat me down. And you said, "I know you think the morning show is really your biggest responsibility, getting ratings and everything." And you looked me in the eye. You said, "That isn't it. You need to be the leader of the station. And right now, you are not a good leader. But this is what you have to do." And I looked at you and I thought, "Really? I need to be a leader?" And you're like, "Yeah. You really, really need to set the tone, set the example." And you were like, "I know you can do this." This is a challenge I, put, I give to you, and it was one of the best challenges and directions and, and really that I got from any manager in my life because it made a difference in my life. I said, wow, I have to be better than I am it, to, to be the leader of the whole building. Holy cow. Uh, but I'm so happy you challenged me because it has made me a better person. And, uh, you, you know, your influence is why you're such a great manager because you know how to basically – Take it to the next level when it comes to a person's development. That's the one story that I want to tell. But the other one is how good of a company man you are. Because you know me, I'm not a company man. You know that? Um, no, no, not when, at all. When you, got, when you got here, you know, we were a show on the buzz that nobody paid attention to. We had no ratings. when we. And this was before you got here. And, but we slowly but surely started rising, getting popularity, doing what we were doing. A lot of that was because I used to just beat the crap out of the company for all of the, what I believe were dumb things that they were doing. You got here and you had the unenviable task where the company was not happy with how I was disparaging them. And you and I had this conversation and you're like, look, we have to stop this. And I'm like, and I remember I said to you, you say, he said, they're afraid you're making them look bad. And I looked at you and I said, you know, Dave, I'm not making them look bad. What they're doing is making them look bad. I just am telling people about it. And you had this sly smile on your face and you were like, I'm not going to argue with you, but really it still has to stop. And, <laughs> and I'll never forget you for that because, and you said, look, just blame me for everything. You know, just say it's me. And I did that for a while and it was a lot of fun to do that. But then I just start, stopped doing it because you never, ever, ever were a problem. You were just a great company man doing what the company asked you to do, but you were always great to work with. You were never the problem. And I feel really badly that on air, I sort of projected 
projected that on you, even though it was your idea. But, uh, you know, it's it's been an amazing relationship working with you. You're the, you're, you're the best program director and, and really, I will say, still the best vice president of programming, too, now that I have ever worked with. And I'm blessed. Uh, I I would not be having this conversation. You would be wishing somebody else goodbye today if you weren't in my life. So thank you so much. Well, as I watched my six-year-old um, leave to go to his last day of first grade for the year. Oh, look at both, both of us thank, having our last day. This is a momentous day for everybody. I thank you for all the years working with you <laughs> to go. prepare me yeah. to raise a That's child. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is true. Dave you might actually, be over-prepared, actually. Hair Club comes up to me, and, and, and look, I mean, I'll say this. Hair Club and I are the same age. And it's so funny. We're doing things out of order because of in our lives because, you know, Hair Club got married really, you know, he, he started this whole domestic thing very late in his life. And, of course, I started early in my life. Now I'm starting to do the single lifestyle and, and, and Hair Club's coming up to me and like, okay, well, uh, you, you might not be prepared for this single lifestyle because you haven't done this. And it's like, well, and he wasn't prepared for the, 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 the parent lifestyle because it was late in his life. But one of the concerns he had was, I don't know if I can be a good father. I mean, and I looked at him and I go, dude, you have a bunch of idiots that you have been raising for years we, your child is going to be so much more perfect and easy to raise than me and all the other idiots that you've had to manage here at the rock you're going to be a great father which you have been a great father i mean i haven't seen a happier kid in my life that kid i wish i could be your kid you're, i've never seen your kid with a, like with anything but a smile on his face he just looks like he's jubilant every time i see him in pictures He's well, a, thank you. He's an amazing kid. Uh, I can't wait to go find his real father. Steve and I said we were going to go check <laughs> all the circuses. We're going we're we're to check all the circuses. We'll see if we can find him. I, you're probably right. Look, if you if you don't look, you have a lot of other calls to talk to, and I can't wait to listen for the rest of this show. But if you don't understand this business, we all love what we do. It's not a job. It's a lifestyle. It's a career. It's you give everything to it. When it's great, it's awesome. Yeah, we had a lot of great and awesome in this for these seventeen right. years. We had so much great and awesome. But but the passion goes the other way. And if you look back at BJ and say, okay, there were some dark days. Yeah, there were. That that passion gets turned upside down when a creative person can't do what they want to do. When somebody who loves their business and loves their job so much. They can't do it, and that's that negative frustration. Um, so, or I'm sorry, the negative passion. So, which turns into frustration, which is what you had gone through. But look, you've changed a lot. You've grown a lot. The show has been tremendous. I'll have so many memories and so many smiles of all the things that went on. Um, and I can't wait to see. And again, there's no real mystery. BJ will pop up someplace else. Absolutely, positively. Um, and, and I'm just, I'm proud of your growth. I'm proud of how you've become uh, a, a, a great man, a great leader, and a great entertainer. So here's to you. Lots of love to you, man. Thank you for everything you've done in my life. And I, and I really, really, and thanks for the call. <laughs> Today's podcast was brought to you by Travis Gagne, bankruptcy attorney. He's here right now and has agreed to answer more of your questions about bankruptcy. If I call Travis, will I actually see him or someone who works for him? Absolutely. When you come in to see my to my office, uh, when you first call in, my staff will try to help you with with any basic questions that you have. Uh, I can give you a call back, uh, but they'll schedule usually try to schedule you for a free consultation with me, the attorney, 
and I'll meet with you personally. We'll talk about your the basics of your case, and I'll take you through a question and answer session that usually la- an interview that usually lasts about 30 minutes. Uh, where we'll get the basics of your financial situation. I can answer your questions, and we can talk about whether bankruptcy makes sense, your uh, your non-bankruptcy options, uh, and how bankruptcy could affect you. What the process is. Thanks, Travis. If you have more questions about bankruptcy, you can reach out to Travis anytime at choosetherightchapter.com. That's choosetherightchapter.com. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.